The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome back to the Brandon Peters Show as we discuss 1977 or 78. I've seen both. The Girl with the Red Scarf as we begin what I'm calling the World Film Project. Or pretentious project, I guess, if I'm going to call it that. Uh, more on that in a second. But let me welcome my co-host for the next couple of weeks on this journey. You know her from The Hollywood Reporter. E News and Culture Us. She also has a mug with her name on it in this studio. The dark goddess of the underworld, Sharare Jury. Hello, Brandon. How are you? From, I'm coming from the underworld. Can't you tell? I know. <laughs> I know. Rise. It looks up. like an office. That's how the underworld will look. It's really boring. It looks like looks like normal living space office spaces there are little like demons that are like kind of like doing some dirty work down below here you can't see them they're, they're very camera shy <laughs> outside the windows fire just huh? just everywhere. it's 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 absolutely i am currently baking there. but it's okay <laughs> baking cookies no baking myself <laughs> baking evil plants <laughs> there we go oh my gosh so welcome here. I'm happy to have you on board with this little journey. And it's something that was brought up to me early on, before, like right around when the show started, about doing, it's not the first time we've covered a, a non-United States film on this show. Right. I hate calling them foreign films. I really don't like that because it just means- You could just say non-domestic maybe because yeah. it's just, it's just for not- us, non-domestic. Yeah. For, like, yeah. I always think that's really dumb because I'm like, you mean not US? Like that's- Typically just not not in English mostly and not in the US. Right, yeah. Or, or international probably, global films. Yeah, global films. Films, they're movies. Like, yeah, they're it, movies. It's like, yeah, <laughs> best born to the US film. Like, they- because like the Oscars right. has been working on changing that. I noticed this year they called it something else. Basically, not America. <laughs> not America. Not America. Yeah. And you've been on before when we did Persepolis. I was. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, a, I think I've had, well, I've done a, I did Shin Godzilla. That's definitely not uh, yeah. the United States one. But this one, I, my goal here with it is to discuss films from countries that we don't typically talk about when it comes to right. not domestic u.s films like italy i think we know a lot about italy we've got you know fellini there's all the schl- right. the schlocky stuff that i love from the late 70s and early 80s french we know the new wave we know all that stuff we know japan china but there's some countries in there that's like well they make their own films too yeah of and, course and not just the best foreign film category nominees from a year or winners but even though some of those get forgotten they're a Hot minute Other and- countries have hits and absolute trailer trash films. Like yeah. <laughs> every every country has its like slew of like these are really and I feel like maybe a lot of countries are lucky because more often than not you're probably being recommended like the best of the best and not like 
the national treasure level, right. like Nicholas Cage. <laughs> well, you're getting the best. Yeah, you're getting like the best of the best that would translate over to the United it, States. Well, that's for the enjoyment. thing too, and- right? Like that we would understand versus like films that are so deep, deeply embedded in like that country's culture that mm-hmm. maybe for most American, like Western watchers, like we're not. Yeah. going to get yeah. yeah humor changes from i mean humor changes city to city let alone country yeah. to country and very true that sometimes <laughs> translate but what i love about checking it out and stuff and i like the deep cuts for these countries because i want to get in their mode i want to know what film means to them like you know like we you see bollywood that is not like anything we do here and people go wow right. shucks and maybe they don't even watch it for the right reasons or with the, the correct lens to see right. those things and I always like finding a new way to watch a movie or finding a new understanding right. of watching. But that's why I tend to be, I have genres that are beholden to me or something like, but I don't like to like stay strict to a genre. I know it's nowadays we all, we have like, oh, I'm just horror, 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 horror right. person. That's all, all I do. And I'm like, cool, you can put yourself in that corner, but you got to really, I really think well-rounded should be well-rounded with film and stuff too you be well, a yeah. expert i like to see things as ones and zeros like all these people will like dog a soap opera i don't like westerns or uh, or straight dramas but i guarantee that like people would probably if if you opened your minds up a bit mm-hmm. to cinema i mean and and then i think i mean that I, I feel like number one is the whole reason why if you really like movies and really if you really really do mm-hmm. I mean, you're willing to probably try a little bit of everything. Like if you're a foodie, you're willing to try a little bit of all things. Right. Maybe not everything is your taste, but I also will say, at least from my point of view with like films, it's like, maybe I don't love all Western films, right. but I guarantee that there is a couple in there that I am 100% mm-hmm. into like Will Smith's Fall Wild West. Okay. I'm kidding. There you <laughs> okay. go. Jim West, Desperado. <laughs> Exactly. So you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a little something or like you might not love all horror films, maybe get out spoke to you because of like it's cultural context. So like, there's a lot of different films out there to be enjoyed. And I think when it comes to international films, yeah, like there's a lot of, there's just, there's so much. And I think like to open like your mindset, like honestly, for me doing with this film, the girl with the red scarf, I don't think I've ever seen a Turkish film. I, I don't think I, I have. I can't recall. I well, I have seen. Yeah. I think I saw Turk like Turkish Superman or something like that, like that or Spider Man. One of them. One of them. <laughs> I think it was. A, I think there's like Turkish Star Wars, Turkish Superman. Like they started make. They couldn't yeah. get. They couldn't afford to show those movies in their country, so they started making their own back in the day, which is that. Crazy. See that that totally happens too, and it's. But I mean, I I'm really excited to talk about this film because for me, being Iranian, there were some similarities in terms of like what people look like, what they dress like, even tiny bits of language Mm -hmm. that was familiar. So like, that's like my connect that for me, that's gonna be like my instant connection, but I'm sure as we'll talk about it. I mean, there's so many layers to this film that I feel like people would enjoy because the romance, the drama, all those kinds of things. So yeah, we're going to start with a a movie from Turkey today where that's our first country. And then we're going to move on to a different country and then one more country before wrapping it up. One of them, the last one we're doing is kind of like, it's not that it isn't well known, but we wanted to mark it off our list because we both love the movie and we talked about doing it before. So when we get there, we'll hit that. But our first film is from Turkey. It is The Girl with the Red Scarf. Elimden tutuversen benimle gelir mi? Senerim işte. 
Alıp götürsene beni. Ben bilmezdim. O vardı bir zamanlar. Onu sevmiştim. Sevgi o muydu? Sevgi neydi? Coşkun akan dere, sonbahar rüzgarıyla ürperen yapraklar, cama vurup dağılan yağmur damlaları, bir yürek çarpıntısı. Sonunda coşkun dere durulur. Yapraklar kurur, dökülür. Yağmur diner, güneş çıkardı. Sevgi neydi? Şoförün birini gözüm tutmadı. Birinin yan camı kırık. Samet üşür. Çoğu durmadı zaten. Hemen gitmenizi istemedim. Oğlunuz mu? Oğlum. Asya 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 It's directed by Here we go Forgive me if you are from <laughs> Turkey or any, and I'm about to murder names um, I'm not fluent in it and I did not have the time to research proper pronunciations so I It's all good I would pro- I am Iranian and I might uh, mess this up to just a smidge but Go ahead, Brandon. I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> uh, okay, the girl with the red scarf is directed by Atif Yilmaz. Yilmaz. I feel. I feel like. I feel like it could be Yilmaz or Yilmaz. Yeah. I feel that's. But like, you'll see that there are characters in this film where like the spelling of it is not exactly the way that I would like that mm-hmm. that they pronounce it. At least to us here who speak English, I, I would not know. I would not know how to pronounce some of these. But right. Yeah. It's written by Ali. Ozgen Turk and based on a novel by Shingiz Atimatov 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 <laughs> I don't know and starring Turkan Soray Kadir Inanir and uh-huh. Ahmet Mekin 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 you tell me I like I, I, I like can't feedback tell you. I, I wish, like feedback I people uh yeah Get mad at me, comment on the episode, but I can't tell you. Let us know how to pronounce it so that we know for for future for things. But this is one of those where it can be a little tough. All countries have like some names. I mean, I still can't pronounce my name and it's my name. (laughs) Sharari, I I mess it up often. So 
All good. All good. This is the story of a dilemma between a woman's love and her logic. Hmm. Asia, a young girl with a strict mother, meets Ilias, who is a womanizer, city man, and they quickly fall in love. They get over the hardships and have a quick, happy marriage. However, after he helps a man one night, Ilias' life changes forever, and he leaves Asia and Samet, their son, for another woman and doesn't come back. After that, Asia takes their son and goes away without knowing where she's heading until a familiar hand reaches her to help selflessly. And this movie is like a stone cold classic from what I could tell in Turkey. Like this is one of their their big films. Like this is and I it's been it's a novel and it's so popular like it's been redone, not redone, just adapted again. I think there's like a mini series. There are other countries that have made this movie, but this is like the one. This is from what I gather. It makes sense. It's incredible for what it is. There were moments watching this where I was getting really excited. I was really happy, elated. There are moments where I was yelling at the screen, like, what are you doing? Mostly at Ilias, which we'll talk about. Yeah, this, this I, is, it's I, a lot. It's dramatic. I really <laughs> like this movie. I was I was I was like, all right, we can and we had with what we had available with us to watch, we had some massive subtitle issues, but it was still really enjoyable. Like it still went really good. beyond. I mean it's Film can speak beyond language. I mean, beyond yeah. vocal language. It's very visual. The actors really, as you had, I think you mentioned off air, they emote quite well. Yes. Um, it's enough to get that across. It's funny how none of this movie takes place in like any kind of area you'd call like pretty or a looker. Oh my, no, it's like it's like in a in a rock. Water, rock quarry, quarry yeah, yeah, muddy and but it's muddy. A lot of there's a lot of mud. <laughs> At the same time, it's like beautiful in a way. It's weird. Well, there there were like some moments. There was like that forest. There's like a little forest yeah. river brook scene that's really pretty. But it's but I mean at the same time, I maybe I kind of appreciate that because it's staying true to these people and their mm-hmm. lifestyles more likely like where they would live. It's grounded. Like, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If you're a guy working at working a truck. Or if you're a girl coming from a not very affluent family, that's more likely where you would be. Like, you're not living it up in the city. Mm-hmm. So it makes total sense. Yeah. And it's it has to do with, like, you know, jobs that are very specific to where they're at. He's uh, right. We meet up with Elias. He's a truck driver that just, I think, just hauls between certain places every once in yeah. a while. And he, a woman catches his eye. Uh, during a trip, and basically, uh, he wa- he he wants her attention. She's supposed to be in an arranged marriage situation mm-hmm. with her strict mother. Um, so, right. So we get immediately we get this thing with this guy who's this. He's having this thing with uh, the woman who works in the office, the controller at the <sighs> yeah. Place already I, well, before I was we call her Blondie. Blondie. Yeah. yeah. Blondie. That's who I because she just I'm. Uh, I think it's Dilek or Dilek is her is mm-hmm. like her name in, in the film. But I call her Blondie because she was so frustrating to me. I was like, I don't even want to acknowledge her. She's like, <laughs> it's it's crazy because she's like 92 percent monster. There's like a good 8 percent of her. There's, and you're there's like, like a little tiny part of her. That's OK. And but, you get mad at her because of that 8 percent. It's like, don't even just go all in. Like, yeah, don't. You know what you're doing. But yeah, he's so he's got her so he's got these he's got he's got uh adversaries at his work 
that mm-hmm. he has. And then he's got this woman and he meets Asia. Is it mm-hmm. Asia, right? And basically, like, they fall for each other, but it's a it's a weird dichotomy where he's falling for just purely her beauty and the difficulty of acquiring mm-hmm. her, and she's just likes his affection. I don't know how else to say this. Like, it's it's very young almost immature emotions because yeah, I mean, for him, he's just kind of like, Ooh, she's a pretty girl. Don't know who she is. Maybe a little forbidden because she seems to be a little more on the conservative side Mm -hmm. compared to like the woman that's working at his office. And, you know, she's got a mother, she's still living at her parents' house. You know, she's not living on her own. Like the blonde, like Blondie is like, you know, Blondie's got her own like apartment and stuff. This is a young girl who, and I, I apologize because I'm not really sure if they clarified it in the film, like the age difference. Yeah. I assume, I assume they're somewhat close in age, but culturally I could, I could understand where she could, she could be like late teens, very early twenties. And he could be older because he's obviously been able to leave home, mm-hmm. get a job, that kind of a thing. And I say culturally, because I mean, the, the closest I can relate to with my culture is like, that's very common for like younger girls, you know, to still be like in the matchmaking phase at home. And then they get set up with a guy who has a job somewhere who who's going to like, you know, she can have babies with and like, you know, set up a home. But that's basically why I think Ilyas is falling for Asias because she's somewhat forbidden fruit and she's beautiful and, and like hard to get to. Whereas like, yeah, like for her, this is probably one of the first guys she's ever really been able to pursue on her own, mm-hmm. not through a matchmaking process. Like right. she does not want to be in a match. She doesn't want to do the matchmaker thing. Like, I feel it's like, like she wants to like, Oh, there was like that scene where she like runs to like the dirty water and the mud and covers her face in mud mm-hmm. so that she doesn't look presentable. Right. Yeah. Uh, to someone because she's just like, I'm going to ruin my matchmaking situation. <laughs> but with Ilias, I think it's hard to say like these are mature emotions because he's going after her for some kind of ridiculous reasons. Like, oh, she's just hot. And she's going for him because... She has no other options and he's intriguing. He's, he's also forbidden to her. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what draws them to each other is they shouldn't be going to one another. Technically, I guess, like culturally speaking, like he should not be going after a girl from a village who's currently being set up to be with someone else. Mm-hmm. That would be disrespectful technically. And then for her, she should be supposedly following her parents and like her mom's matchmaking setup that she's got. Right. But they get drawn to each other. And I mean, she kind of plays a little hard to get with him. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah, she's she's definitely playing it. But that's like the interesting draw, I feel like, to each other is that neither one of them should be with the other, technically, at the start. Well, it's funny, all these cute moments, like we mentioned, like having this like rock quarry, this indistinct, there's like no distinct (laughs) like areas like, oh, we met by the fountain at the rock quarry. It's just a hill of rocks. And that's where she like stands. Yeah. She like watches him because she, I think she missed times trying to accidentally run into him again. And he like yeah. has given up and goes just to the house to be like, look, I'm into your daughter. What's going on here during the right. arranged marriage day? Right. But yeah, they, it's kind of, it's very cutesy uh, with that. And they have the passion. They, they, they make, cause she ends up going with him. She takes mm-hmm. the truck, they leaves, and they have that Titanic window moment, which may be more a... Oh my God, I, for, I almost forgot about that. Maybe the Titanic is a girl with a red scarf moment. You never know. I mean, I was going to say, I think someone stole that scene because it's... I wouldn't be surprised. I, wouldn't. I would not be surprised. And it's very like, 
And I, that actually shocked me a bit. I was like, oh, like we are getting intense mm-hmm. immediately. But it's also kind of like you can already like I, the minute that that happened, I was like, this is going to spell this is already starting to set up so much drama for these two because yeah. she went off with a guy. And, you know, in this kind of setting that we're watching, like, you know, she would traditionally not be able to do that or, or like it would be shunned for doing that, which as I'm sure like we're going to talk about, I mean, like that's kind of like the repercussions of those two mm-hmm. coming together is that, you know, they want to be together and she ends up like getting shunned by like her mom. Mm-hmm. Cause like they, they go and get married and no one's at her wedding. Like right. that she knows really her yeah. family doesn't come. Her mom doesn't come. Her mom's basically like, you're dead to me. Right. Like I don't, I do not have a daughter. And she named, means uh, it. like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really sad. Yeah. Her life uh, like has to become like all him. Like, and mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's really interesting. Cause yeah, you point that out. I was like, Oh yeah. The wedding was just her and his coworkers and his like, yeah, like his like weird coworkers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it seemed like all him, like all, like, She's just, she went from, they went from having this like, ha this, this fiery romance to like, almost like she became his property then, like more so than. I mean, it's, I mean, essentially, yeah. I mean, cause she, she get, they get married and I, there are like moments at her wedding where I can tell that she's, you know, upset because I mean, mm-hmm. she's basically, I mean, yeah, she's not really surrounded by a lot of people that she knows. And then it immediately, but then it's like, you can see her trying to be happy because she's with him. Right. And then the movie, it's like, bing, bing, boom, pregnant. <laughs> right. Yeah. Baby. Like, she's just like, like that's, and it's, fr- it's frustrating to watch as like a woman watching it. Cause you're just like, okay. So that was like, that's it. Like her, her like yeah. plot points are like, she's a girl. She gets chased by this guy. She gets married and now she's having a baby. But then we kind of start to see how like, it went from hot, basically hot and heavy romance to now he has to be like a dad and a husband. And that's not exciting for him anymore. Right. Now she's, now she's no longer the forbidden girl with the red scarf. She's his wife with a kid. Well, it's almost like he's like, she's a tag along now, but it's like, dude, you're all she had. Like, and we don't see that. Like the only other woman we really see in this and that has the opportunity to have a career is Blondie. We don't know, like, is it, it like, I guess now she's married, she stays at home. But I feel like if Blondie got married, she would still be working. Like, it's right. It's, yeah, it's interesting because she's she's by herself, unmarried, has a job. Um, and I mean, obviously, like down the road in this film, like we'll we'll get to that part. But like, you know, like she, um, uh, Oscar also gets a job at some point. So it's not like these women can't have jobs and be like unmarried, but it's just like interesting that like, that's kind of like what her trajectory goes from. And she's mm-hmm. like, she has this like beautiful romance. It's, it's wild and it's crazy and it's hot and heavy. And then all of a sudden it's like, she's married and it's like, you can, well, I guess like this kind of starts to hit, like where the drama really starts to go is that, I mean, they, they are still in love. Like when she's pregnant, he's really excited right. about her to be pregnant. And then the night that she's supposed to, have her baby is when basically shit starts. Yeah, this is yeah, this is the turning point. A ma- massive. It's very poetic how this all happens, but yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He's driving home 
There's like a downpour. And of course, he's surrounded by rocks and mud. So this is not a great situation for him. He he finds people in trouble. Yeah, he saves people's and lives. <laughs> basically saves people's lives. And he obviously gets back and like, she's like, where the hell have you been? Like, you know, she has the baby and he's not there. But this is where I was like so confused in the film. I was like, so this guy, you know, took some time to save some people and his work got mad at him? Well, I don't think... So no, he... <laughs> He saved those people. The one guy saw him from his work, saw him going the wrong way or something on the road, and the, the oh, guy that okay. didn't like him. So he saves these people's lives. He misses his son's wedding, but he never... And he gets back, and they take his truck from him. And, right. But he just accepts that because he doesn't... He has a fear of the blondie or something. He doesn't want to have to beg for her or some weird thing. Um, but we, we haven't mentioned like him and his truck have a relationship. Like it's, Oh God, that's right. He talks him and to his it truck. and yep. she would talk really? to it too. Cause she knew yep. that it was something he loved, but on the night he's given a son, he also loses his best friend, the truck. Um, and, right. And, but yeah, he, it's really Which weird. Such an interesting, it's really weird. Relationship. Like he, I, I understand people liking their cars a lot, mm. but he, it's, it's like, he really likes his truck. He really does. The big red truck. But he doesn't tell his work about what he was doing. And I think it's because his work is like, no, you leave people, go, or some some danger. I don't know. Uh, but it, that's a really weird, didn't quite get thing. Because I'm like, why wouldn't you say, uh, I save people's lives? Right. I mean, I remember even looking at the description to understand it. And it's basically saying that because he stopped to help stranded bystanders, mm -hmm. he is delayed. Yeah. So maybe he was supposed to bring something back, but cost them at the end of the day, mm -hmm. his his work is very like no. Um, now you have to do like what is it like repair work? Like yep. he he has to now do other things. And this is this is I think leading up to like the scene where like I was like gonna scream at the TV is that he his wife obviously probably concerned about him because mm -hmm. he comes home and he's super upset. She goes to his work to try to help. Yeah. Like she goes to his work to do something good and a uh, little blondie goes and tells him. And this is where I could maybe understand maybe if the, the side chick blondie chick is like trying to, I don't know what her game was to like go to him and be like, FYI, your wife is here. Yeah. Like just maybe she was trying to tell him in a nice way, like, Hey, like your wife's here. But I also don't know if she was trying to like be like, Oh, like your wife's here. Like, like she's coming into your workplace. Why is she here? But either way, he does not act in any form rational. Mm -hmm. He goes and gets mad at her yeah. for showing up and literally decks her in the face. Right. Like slaps in Asya. front of everybody. Yeah. In front of everyone, her lips bleeding. It's like full toxic masculinity rage. It's and bad. then and then it continues with this. There's like this guy, I guess, who I don't remember what his name is in the film, but he essentially had been kind of messing with him earlier calling mm -hmm. him like the assembler or something right he comes up to him and he's basically like you're a woman like you're a womanish coward mm -hmm. or like something like that basically make like how like you're such a coward to make your wife come to work to talk right for you. yeah even though that's obviously not what happened she came on her own decision to talk i was but like this, happy for her i was like yeah you go do that yeah there you go like she should like it was awesome for her to come and try to help and like advocate for her husband and she ends up getting slapped and then her husband gets into another like brawl mm -hmm. and 
there's like a moment, this is like where I feel like the cinematography and like the directing of this film is so good because you're having all of this chaos happen with these men fighting and Asya's sitting over here and her lips bleeding and she looks up and she can see like the blonde woman and she's like a, like an evil villain in like a Bond film or oh, something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like looking over at all of this chaos. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Asya starts to realize, holy shit, like there's some stuff going on that I don't know about. Right. She's and she's over it. And I was like, this is one of those moments where I was just so heartbroken because Asya is in so many ways, such a pure, like she's purely good. Like I cannot see anything bad about her in this film. No, no, not she's, at all. She's such a kind human and so innocent. And this is kind of like her, as sad as it is her like adulting moment. Cause she really thought the world of her husband she really, she, and the thing that's so messed up is like, she trusted him, right? She, tr- she puts all of this trust into a person. She leaves her family for him, gives up all of her life for him, has a son with him and he's going to slap her in front of people and like disrespect her like that. Right. Like she don't, she don't deserve that. No. Yeah. <laughs> and she is a hell of an arc in yeah. here. That's yeah. a lot of it on the acting too. Like a lot yeah. of it comes through from the actor and she yeah she is she, and i guess her and i think the guy who played uh Ilias are like were like huge stars at the time this was like i could see it they're super attractive yeah <laughs> so like this would make total sense for them to be yeah, big stars they were sure. humongous stars in turkey put together and she she reminded me like if you'd have been like oh that's uh ana de armas mom right there that's and i'd be like oh okay yeah yeah because she's got they got like an eye thing i was like it looks yeah Looks no, like she's gorgeous. She's absolutely stunning. And it's like the character has does such I mean, like the character is doing a lot of work. But yeah, mm-hmm. that actress is incredible because there's so many moments where she doesn't need to. I mean, like like I said, we were having issues with like the film when, when I was watching it because I had captions for mine and the captions mm-hmm. sometimes didn't match. I didn't need it in a lot of these moments because she was doing such great work with just her body language and how she's feeling and expressing with her eyes. I was just, I was heartbroken to see her kind of look at Blondie and be like, okay. Um, And then she basically, this is the part I'm trying. It's like fuzzy for me. It's like, she basically realizes, okay, so this uh, guy is a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, she goes home and he doesn't, he doesn't come home. No, he goes with Blondie. And she, I think eventually, I think like wants to figure out where he is. And it's like her uncle, I think, is the guy that like comes to check on her. And she's just like, I need to know like where he is. Mm-hmm. And so she goes to basically Blondie's house. That looks like a motel. Like that's it, was, she, like, it was weird. Yeah. I, I mean, th- that's kind of maybe it, it did kind of look like a lot of the homes. And maybe this might have been like filming and budget, too. I right. don't know what access they had to stuff. But yeah, it looked like a motel slash apartment. It's like yeah. a one. It was a motel because there's like a kitchen. And stuff, but like the outside looked like an old motel, but inside was like an apartment. Yeah, it was busted. Blondie's house was busted, (laughs) but she goes to check to see what's going on and devastation again because she sees those two together. And she's her and Blondie make eye contact at the window, too. It's like, oh my gosh, I was like, are they gonna fight? Like, is a cat like what's gonna happen? Mm And this is kind of one of those moments where it's like, she could have confronted him. Yeah. She could have gone to the door. She could have knocked on, she could have called that woman out, but I kind of, in an odd way, it's like, I almost like respect her decision to be like, you know what? 
It's not worth it. He is not worth it. I need to just do what's best for me and my child and peace out, which is terrifying because she has nothing. Right. Like she literally leaves and gets on a truck <laughs> out of town. Right. And not like she just goes, I'm, I'm out and she doesn't pack anything, nothing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just because it's, it's her emotional state. She's just like, I literally cannot be here anymore, but yeah, she bounces. Cause she's like, I'm over this. I can't deal with the devastation that this man has given me. I think she's yeah. kind of afraid too, that she would take him back if he showed up that night too. Oh, God. And I think she's going, she's trying to protect against herself because throughout yeah. the movie after this, she still has feelings. feelings and she doesn't know her, she doesn't know what her feelings are, but she thinks it's that she would want him back. Or that yeah. she could, they could talk this through and make it away. So she's not. Yeah, there's a lot of flashbacks mm-hmm. to like moments in their life, like the hot and heavy Titanic yeah. red scarf truck scene, where where like they're making love. There's like her wedding scene that she's replaying in her head, like all, and it's like that makes sense because like she's trying to erase but, the bad stuff and just keep the good. Yeah. Like it's a really cool visual way of conveying. Yeah, that. yeah, and it makes sense because it's her, it's her true love. It's her first. I mean, it's her only love mm-hmm. up until this point. Right. Like she's literally never been with anyone else. But that makes me think like story wise, how both great and sad that is, because it's like, yes, this is like her true love. And of course, she would think this way. But again, this is literally the only guy she's ever known. Right. So she doesn't have a lot to compare him to. She doesn't like she doesn't have a lot of options. Like a woman like her would not be like she does not have where she lives, like the opportunity or the freedom to go places like restaurants or bars or go to school. Like she, she's not me. And I'm not saying like she can't go to school. Like there's no place for her to go right. to meet anyone anywhere except what her mother would arrange for her. So if this is like what she's got, what, what comes next in this film, I'm very happy for, because I feel like she finally starts to kind of, you know, get more, like she gets more of an open mind in terms of like, okay, like there are other men. Right. Uh, that exists. I mean, I know it's not a lot, but like at least she gets to like start to have a bit of a choice. Yeah. In terms of things. True. She hops a ride with the same person that her husband's life he saved, the the right. people. Uh as I call him Turkish Brian Cranston. Uh, oh my god, that's yes. He is. Uh that's so accurate. <laughs> Chemshit. I, that's the one name that like I know I can because I, I like replayed it a few times, mm-hmm. but Chemshit. Chem like, yeah, she yeah. gets she gets in the truck with him. Yeah. And it, it's just it's it's weird. Like, cause you're like, okay, I see how this movie's going, but how well this stuff plays out is incredible. Like right. it doesn't play out it plays out like you're expecting, but not how you think, maybe. Yeah. Uh if that makes sense. Uh so we we have Ilias who's away now with Blondie and then searching mm-hmm. for um Asia through through this, but she ends up being with uh Turkish Brian Cranston. Uh like she's trying to hitchhike and he takes to her and like helps her eat with the kid, mm-hmm. helps her have a place to stay, kid, and it just kinda it's it's not romantic like we saw in the first half of the film. Well, yeah, that's very true. It's a very, but this is kind of where, and this might be like one of the interesting aspects of this film because she talks, she talks about this a lot. Asya does like, she has like a lot of like moments where she's just kind of like, 
contemplating mm-hmm. where she's at and contemplating who she's now that she's with Chemshed and like mm-hmm. he's he's basically he takes her in he gives her a place to live that's safe he watches over her son he gives her food when her son's sick yeah he gets a doctor and helps take care and like he helps that's her to sleep so she can sleep and stuff yeah right it starts she he be, starts to become a caregiver for them both and the son initially starts calling him uncle mm-hmm. for them but she starts to kind of question what is love? And I thought this is one of the really important aspects of this film in terms of. Oh man, we, I love this because I think we have the same note in different, probably your words and mine. Okay, go ahead. This uh, it's just the, the, a lot of the film is about what is love. Like, what are the forms of love? Mm-hmm. How do people express love? What maybe is there one that's better or worse? Because she's asking questions like, you know, is love. I don't remember the exact quote, but she's kind of, you know, like, is it happiness? Is it safety? Is it, is it a friend's, a friend holding my hand? Cause she's like, I feel like she initially sees this guy as a caretaker and he's friendly, but then she starts to grow closer to him because he is providing for the first time. I think in a lot of ways, because I know Elias did do things like he married her and they had a house together and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I feel like there's a different both of them have different forms of the way that they appreciate Asya. I mean, granted, both of them are initially struck by her beauty and it's kind of hard not to be. I mean, she's gorgeous, but I think, I don't know if it's because with Chimsha, it's that he is recognizing her when she is honestly at her most vulnerable and painful Mm -hmm. and he still like wants to be with her and he still like loves her. I don't know. I, I find that, interesting that like and and also she's got baggage literally she's like running away from another husband like she's got a kid and he's willing to take them both in and that's beautiful i think that he's willing to do that but it is interesting that like the film's kind of going into all the different ways that love exists and she kind of has to decide which one does she want right uh, like I, I have right here, great philosophical pondering on the definition of love, different types on display, arranged marriage, fun, adventurous, lust, care, like, yeah. And I, I think on Shimshet's side is he, he's taken with her, but I'm not sure if he's like in love with her to start, but I think he also goes through a thing. He realizes it sooner that he wants to be with her than, than she does him. Um, yeah, but I think his biggest worry and where he's hesitant and trying, he wants to make sure that he's appreciating her and her son for who they are, not just yeah. filling a hole in his life because he had a wife and a son that died and he is right. trying to be sure that he's just not subbing them. He's actually wants to be there for them, not just, oh, well that, that can plug a hole. And I think he, that's a yeah. concern with him that that um, maybe not so obvious, but it's kind of there. But I think that's that's a concern with him and why. And they're both sense. they're both kind of in this. Uh, I've got this. I've I got mean, they this. both are dealing with a lot of grief, too. Like she's yeah. dealing with this grief of like so much like she doesn't have a family. Like she couldn't go back to her parents or her mom if she wanted to. Right. Because mm-hmm. they've like disowned her. So she really doesn't have anything. She's she's now like technically like a single mom. That's super hard to mm-hmm. deal with. She eventually needs to get like a job. Like she needs to start 
taking care of her kids somehow. Right. There's a, I have a quote written down that he tells her that like when he finally reveals, like, you know, like he lost his wife and child and he, he basically tells Aussie, like, you know, I thought I'd die of grief, but like work initially kept me going, you know, just working in tunnels or wh- whatever the work that he was mm-hmm. doing. But then he goes summit and you like your son and you have reconnected me with life. Right. Such a, that's such a good line. And it's said so beautifully because he's just like, you know, he was just going through the motions. And I think anyone who's probably dealt with grief can probably understand that. Like you're just, you're just going through your day-to-day motions, but you're, you're not really living. And he seems so like alive and reconnected, which makes sense now when like, as the movie, like, like kind of like, as we start to get near the end, he starts to get really worried that she will choose to go back. Right. And it's really sad to watch because he's having so many beautiful moments with her and the son, but he is constantly wondering, like, are they going to leave me? Mm-hmm. And so like, obviously like, there's like a period where like, she's just working and living with them, but they eventually, you know, this was interesting. He's like, so they eventually get, they, they get married. Right. And I wasn't sure. I don't think the film really hit on it and it's, and it's fine. Cause like, I mean, there's only so much that you can do in a film, but I was like, so was she like married twice? Like, did she like, mm-hmm. was there, a, cause I don't think there was like a divorce No, that happened. So, but I don't know like how much in these kinds of small towns, they really, they can't check the record really. Yeah. There's nothing to check. So mm-hmm. she's just like, yep, I'm going to marry this guy. And I remember she's kind of thinking to herself, you know, I'm not, having a big wedding like I had with Ilias and just, you know, it's me, this guy mm-hmm. in a courtroom, basically. And that again, starts to create like this, like, she's like, okay, so is this better? And I don't know. It's interesting. Like, it's like, so yeah. what, what, what would have been better for you to have been with the guy that you had the somewhat, you know, big wedding. I mean, I know not everyone was there, but like she had the whole wedding and the flurry of romance, but look what he did to her. Yeah. Look how he treated her. Versus this guy is giving you a home. He's caring for your son. You know, he is not going off with blondies. And maybe in a lot of ways, he's more mature because he's had a wife and a child. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to say this. He's a grown ass man. Like, yeah, he he's, not, he's not some man. schmoozy romantic. He's just, he's doing No, he's not a womanizer the... from Istanbul or wherever this guy came from. He's, he's a meat he, and potatoes a... guy that, you know, like. <laughs> he's a, he's a Brian Chris that you've been looking for. Yep. yep. <laughs> He's, I mean, but he's a, I feel like the difference between those two is that I watching those two and all of their scenes together, there's a lot of red flags that I got from Ilias just because he mm-hmm. does represent. I mean, he is a womanizer. He does have a lot of toxic masculinity. It's just not great. I mean, absolutely. I mean, of course this is, you know, the film was made in like the seventies and I can understand some of these topics mm-hmm. maybe, I'm curious, like, what was the goal in terms of, like, showing some of these moments, like, a woman getting hit by her husband? Like, like no, do not go back. Absolutely right. do not go back is what I'm thinking in my head. But I don't know. If she is so obsessed with her first love, she might be willing to forgive it. And that's kind of, like, as the movie is coming near its end, like, that's the big decision that she has to kind of start to make. Like, do I want to go back? Right. Or not? Well, so and, it's tough. It's tough to watch. And on the opposite side of things with Ilias, like if yeah. he's so longing for her as he likes to convey and stuff, then 
Hmm. Why is he still hanging around Blondie? Like he has to That's have that still. Question. Like That's is a he? Great question. Like if she comes back, then he'll leave Blondie. Like then you don't really care about her that much as much as you. Are I mean, he obviously did it because literally. I so to go back. I mean, there's a moment where the moment where Asya shows up mm-hmm. and sees it there together, and she sees a moment where Blondie goes and kisses. Ilias's chest and she's like I, I've never kissed my husband mm-hmm. on the chest like she's she's getting super upset about it they make eye contact Blondie comes and sits down they're having tea together and she tells him mm-hmm. your wife was here your wife was here does he go running out like I mean I know he like looks out the window to see yeah but I would you know if he was I mean he's not decent but if there was an ounce of decency left in him he would have gotten out left the house gone to the gone home like but it's too late yeah she's already pieced out i mean and it's also the fact that i i could get this wrong i feel like they were saying in the film that he didn't just go for like a night like he was gone for months yeah and he had been quiet at home during that time too he wasn't very communicative while he was at home before before he disappeared after that right so he just and that that kind of again hits on why I'm obviously team chim shit and not team Elias right. because Elias is, I don't know. He's just an immature guy. Like he's not, a, yeah. he is not, he is not grown in any sense because he takes any hit against them. Like a guy making fun of him, his work doing stuff to him. He just, he's so aggressive. Right. And when he returns, a lot of aggression. when he returns, he's dangerous. He's very scary when he comes back yeah. and off the handle. Exactly. And that's, and it's like, he didn't change. He was this guy the whole time. Like, exactly. Oh, that's right. When he comes back or when they. He gets in a wreck and he is brought for help and bandaging into Asia and. Oh, that Frank moment. House. And it's like, oh, like first this movie's like, oh, when she gets in the back and it's like she's uh, hitchhiking with, you know, uh, Chimset. It's like, oh, that's a big one. And then when he f- appears at their home, then you're like, oh, the moment when they all realize like they are in this together, it's because, uh, yeah, that's right. Ilyas, get, probably because he was out drinking or something, mm-hmm. he gets in a bad car accident. He, uh, Chimchit finds him and it's like the role reversal, right? Now, like that guy's saving his ass. So, like, they, they he brings him to his house, he's bandaging him up. And there's like this, there, these few moments where it's like Ossie's going around the house, like, and hasn't realized her freaking mm-hmm. first husband's in the house. When they all like hit, I I was expecting a fight to happen right then. It's tense. I was expecting it is I was really expecting tense. It. And she's like crying in corners, like what am I gonna do? And once again, this is why I am Team Chim shit yep. because he handles it like a boss. He's just he's like calm. He's like I'm just. He he even asks himself. He's like, what should I do? Throw this guy out? No, I'm just gonna patch him up. He patches him up. He makes sure that he's okay. Mm-hmm. And you really start to see like Asya like unravel because she's sitting there like bringing him. I think she brings uh, her first husband, like a shirt at some point, like she's cleaned his stuff for him and she's just like completely upset. And Oh, and then there's the moment when not, not just Ilyas realizing my wife is here. She's obviously moved on. Mm -hmm. Like she doesn't give a shit about me. My son is here, and my son thinks this guy's daddy. Yeah, and I big th- big drama. <laughs> I, I think her guilt's lost in something like I owe this. I owe my son 
a chance to have a relationship with his actual father. True. But, yeah, she probably feels like, yeah, that needs to happen. Jim says, just like, I'm going to be, I'm going to sit back here as much as it hurts. If she chooses to go back to him and they move, so be it. But it's her wishes, not mine. And like he, he's, he's chill dude. While Ilias is like, I'm going to fight at everything to restore what I screwed up. Yeah, like you screwed it up. And not only once, like a hundred mm-hmm. times, you know, she's okay with him, like coming back. She's okay with him coming back and he does come back or, or not. I'm, I might be messing up the timeline a bit. It's like, he's around for a bit. Yeah. It's like a couple days. Son. Yeah. But then the big thing is that his, he, maybe he could have salvaged himself. Maybe he could have fixed his reputation in mm-hmm. some way, but when he takes his son, like there's a moment where they're playing and he takes his son, mm-hmm. like takes him. Like, it's, I mean, basically, I mean, it's kidnapping. I know it's his son, but he's taking him away from his mom. Mm-hmm. Didn't ask for permission. The kid's crying. Asya and the and the other and uh, Chim Shed are like running, trying to figure out what's happening. And this is where I was like, the, like this final moment. It's like, you know, they all get reunited. She gets her son back. And Ilias is basically asking, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry for everything be with me and Chimshed is watching it like in a rear view mirror of a car. He's, he can see like that mm-hmm. they're having a moment. The thing that I feel like maybe I have to rewatch it again, or maybe this is like the point of the film to end it on this note is I actually don't know who she really wanted to be with because to me, it was this really weird moment where it's like, she's staring at Elias and it's hard. Like you can't break that first love connection right. But then she looks at Chimshet and her and her son runs to him and is like daddy, like Baba, like goes yeah. in like Baba June and goes to hold him. Yeah. And I think that for her solidify, maybe I don't know if like that's what it is for her. She realizes whatever love I'm feeling between these two, I need to go to the one maybe that's, quote, safest mm-hmm. and one that's going to provide the best life for my son. Because I remember there's like moments in the film where she's talking about like, is my heart beating a lot? for someone or not. And I think she's real. I mean, maybe that's like symbolic of, you know, who do I internally like, like feel the most for, but I don't know. I don't know if like you got that from the ending. I was here. I wasn't sure who she was going to go to. So this the fin- way looking at them, this finale in the road is fucking fantastic. Like top to bottom. This is a great all time movie ending just because this this isn't a looker cinematography wise, but they nail this like they stage. They have the people set good. The angles are great just to show the spacing. It gives a sense of danger. Who what's going to happen here? You don't I know. I was so afraid a car crash was going to happen or something. I was so worried for that kid. So I got a lot of stuff from this and maybe this will help you see where I come from on when okay. I think she's with what happens with Asia during this. But when they bid farewell when she says goodbye to him they have a lot of still frames when he's leaving and it's like they're the photographs as she had in her mind of Ilias Mm -hmm. and she was originally only keeping good moments but now she's these ones are featuring tears uh, and disappointment and like Mm -hmm. showing that these kind of memories can stay right. too because before whenever she re- would remember Ilias it was always the wedding like we said uh, right. it was it was the the Titanic moment but now she 
can remember that's why we are not together. And also, yeah, that, make, that makes sense. Also, when we first met her, she was going to be in an arranged marriage. Like it has to be this way because this is how our life is, is what we do. Mm-hmm. With her son, Ilias doesn't have to be his father because he was born from him. Mm-hmm. Shimset can be him. It doesn't have to be arranged because it was preset because she had Ilias' baby. He can be raised by Chimset. So I think all of that comes to her in the road finale where she can finally accept these things she may have pondered and break away like she did in the beginning, but in a much more informed and mature sense with Chimset. So that's what I no, grabbed from No, that, that, makes, that makes sense. I mean, obviously... I'm very glad with the choice that she made. Yeah, yeah. I think would have been a horrible decision to go back to this womanizing asshole. Like, who's just gonna keep not. going on? And who knows if he'll show up to hang out? He probably like she's probably like, hey, you can come by once a month, pick him up. He probably go won't. down, and he won't. He'll just disappear. He'll go and be have a kid with Blondie or something. I don't know, like yeah. wherever she is. But it's no, it's and it's an incredible. It's an incredible ending for honestly such an incredible film. I was so enthralled with it. Yeah. From start to finish. Like I said, I'm I'm not surprised that this is one of the best films that a lot of people talk about in terms of like Turkish cinema, Mm -hmm. because it's it's such a beautiful story. It's it's dramatic. And it is interesting, like what you were saying about like the setting. Like it's not the most lush, I don't know quote romantic scenery Mm -hmm. like that you would get, but you don't really need that because these people, like these actors are so incredible in the work that they're doing. I honestly could have watched this with um, no, no subtitles of nothing. I would have been fine. Right. Yeah. It's it's so emotional and in a good way. I don't know. It's, it's sad because it's like, I think I, I think there are definitely some things about the film that, when it comes to like the female characters, like uh, it's, I understand like both time frame why things are the way they are and culturally why mm-hmm. things the way they are. Um, but that's kind of why I'm glad that with us at the end, the decisions that she makes are, I think to be logical and safe decisions. I'm really right. glad for that because I was kind of worried it was going to be, cause it could have been the other way. It could have been something super cheesy where she's like, no, I'm going to be with the love of my life. And like, there's some cheesy, like, yeah, luckily it wasn't the reality yeah. bites of Turkish cinema. I'll say that. Right, exactly. I think she makes a smart decision because it, it could have been done cheesy where it's like they get together and like they are somehow happily ever after, but that I think would make no sense. Like, why would you go back to someone who basically treated mm-hmm. you so horribly? Right. And yeah, no matter how like much love she might've had, yeah, at the, at the start, like you said, with all the good memories, th- there's the, the bad outweighs them, right. I think, massively. And and it sucks. And I'm sure it's probably like, and you know, I'm thinking of like this. I know it's a character. I know it's fiction, but it's like I'm sure like in the long run, like that was always gonna be the smart decision for yes. her and her son. So yeah. Yeah. And there's also we talked about like, you know, this movie trying to uh go through the definition of love like love and what is what yep. is love and stuff. But there's also a, a key thing in here too that it it's like this movie also shines light on moments in life. And how you respond to that moment can forever change the course of your future. Oh, gosh. Because Ilias saving people and missing his son's birth and losing, then loses his job. And then he ends up striking his wife when she attempted to salvage it 
because of how he reacted to him saving them people like that moment was it's the pivotal moment in his life is saving those people and he just yep. did not come through and that changes everything like i mean it, it could have gone in a complete dip. yeah i mean that's that's a great way to put it because i mean he could have done the same thing he could have i mean not the same thing he could have started with the same thing which was save people mm-hmm. and then let's say his work gets mad at him could have defended himself could have been like i you know i would have done this decision again i wanted to save people but if you need to punish me okay fine put mm-hmm. me on some other work that's fine yeah. be honest with his wife be like look because this is the other thing. If he had just come home and said something really bad happened at work, you know, I'm not, I don't feel great about it. I'm upset about it, but um, it sucks. And I'm, we're going to figure it out together as a couple, but he keeps stuff from her. He doesn't let her in emotionally at all. It's it's like, basically it's like, I feel like Ilias, and this is like a big part of it. He really just sees her as this beautiful thing that he owns but mm-hmm. like when it actually comes to having some emotional depth with your wife which is what you should have in a relationship like you should be able to communication right <laughs> um, be able to talk to your partner he doesn't do it yeah. he doesn't respect her enough to do that whereas i don't see that happening with her other relationship again i know some of this is tough because it's you know the time frame that this is set in and the culture that it's set in to a degree like they're think like i can understand that because i've seen in a lot of iranian films even up to today or west asian films that are like this where depending on like the stereotypical dynamic it's like yeah maybe like there's those issues where like the husband doesn't you know express everything to a wife because it's there's the husband and then the wife's role in like a hetero relationship Mm -hmm. but i at the end of the day that he could have just been more open and honest with his wife. If he had just spoken up, I don't know how else to say this. Like men should have feelings. Like if he had just like been open about his feelings, right? not just all the good stuff, but like all of the bad stuff probably would have worked out for him. Right. But instead he was a jerk piece who hit his shit. wife. He's a piece of shit. I remember the second that like he hit his wife. I was like, I I'm about to jump through the screen into this quarry and beat his ass. I was like, how dare you? Like, she's so good to you. Yeah. I don't know. It's messed up, but it, it's what you said is exactly true. I mean, it's so many moments. I mean, she has moments too, mm-hmm. like her decision to, you know, when she, she decides to leave first off, she could have just stayed in the marriage. She could have just stayed in a really shitty marriage mm-hmm. and dealt with the fact that he, had a woman on the side, maybe she could have just lived with it. But I love that her decision was no, yeah, not doing it. I'm not sitting around for this shit. I am right. leaving. And then to make the, de- what, which was a very scary decision to be a woman by herself with a child, get in a car with like two other guys. She doesn't know. She doesn't know who these people are at all. And then she takes that car to another town. I'm assuming doesn't know anyone there then walks around it's like it's like she was like walking around with her baby like aimlessly and jemshit finds her and it's like you can stay with me that could have gone very wrong right yeah (laughs) um that could have gone very wrong but she it's like she she takes him up in the offer and immediately like locks the door after he pieces out but obviously things work out okay but it's like yeah those those are all very great honestly i think that's why she's such an incredible character because she goes through a lot of really horrible things and she has to be really brave about it, especially for a woman in her situation. She has to be super brave and go through a lot of scary things. And 
I think she makes a lot of hard, but probably wise decisions that it's all. And it's not always about her. I know that she's always considering her child too. Mm-hmm. And like, what is going to set up the best situation for my kid? Because that's how, that's how a parent would think I would think. <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, I, I really love this movie quite a bit. Like I'm surprised. Yeah. Just, like it wasn't just like, Oh, just trying to find a way into it for the show. Right. I was like, damn, this is really good. Yeah, that no, was very good. I, I would absolutely like, recommend it. High, re- <laughs> high recommend. High rec. <laughs> so good. Uh, the Girl with the Red Scarf, our first one we're covering here. It was. It's just really great. And I think um, now that I will say this, having watched it, I think as we were talking about at the start of this, I've been opened up a little bit mm-hmm. and I want to look into these actors who play these roles right. and watch more of their work because they're all incredible. Yeah. All, the whole cast is great. It's so good. Yeah. If you have a place where you can veg out and watch a tube, you can probably watch this movie. Just saying. It's not on DVD or Blu-ray in the United States, and of course not streaming anywhere here. But you can can find it tubularly. Just saying. else this is just something that we've taken in recently read uh watched uh listened to something like that so sure what else just anything that i've been yeah. watching and indulging in outside outside of turkish dramas um let me see some stuff that i've been watching recently Do you, uh, want, you know what this is gonna come out way later but in the moment later. in the moment right now it's just finished but did you watch loki Oh, we could talk about one hundred percent. I watched okay. Loki. We watched. Loki, I am a so. Tom Hiddleston big time fan. Also, a big time Loki fan because he's mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite Marvel characters. Because I, goddess of the underworld, would of course love the god of mischief. <laughs> there you go. Dale. Yes, one hundred percent. No, I love Loki. It's such for six episodes. They did an incredible job, and it makes sense. What I think it's the most watched of the MCU shows that have come out out of WandaVision and mm-hmm. Falcon Winter Soldier, which I loved all of those too, but there's something about Loki that this is, you know, I think this is it. So I was talking to my sister about this the other day um, because she was confused as, <laughs> as hell. She was like, this is such a confusing show. I think what's interesting about Loki is it is a show for Marvel fans. There are so many Easter eggs. There's a lot of stuff that relates to, you know, if you're into comics, reading all the Marvel comics, if you've really been into Loki, even before all the films and stuff came out, like you're just, that's a character that you really enjoyed. Right. You will love this. Mm -hmm. You will love this show. I do think like someone coming in out the gate, who's never seen a lot of Marvel. I still think you would enjoy it for the story, but I do think being a Marvel fan, you know, having watched all of the phases that have come out, all the films that have come out. It's it's great. Yeah. And Tom Hiddleston is great and Owen Wilson yeah. in a Marvel show. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. Right. The aesthetic of the show was like my kind of sci-fi aesthetic, so I was like right yeah. at the get-go. I think one of the strongest points about Loki that I liked is somehow like I think this one flowed and start and finished the best of the the three so far because and it it was like three acts. And like mm-hmm. the first two episodes paired together really well, the middle two paired, and then the final two paired 
really well together and kind of told a nice cohesive story. Whereas I felt WandaVision was very front loaded in the first half. And I didn't think the second half was as good as the first half. And then reverse Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I didn't think the first half was that good, but I thought it picked up and was better in the second. I was not that big of a fan of Falcon. It's it's sex. It's like, I wanted to be a bigger fan of Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I'll be honest. The, this this is it like for all of them it's like did the story make sense to me i didn't really understand the plot that was going on in terms mm-hmm. of uh like i can, i couldn't this is the thing could i explain it to you right now no i couldn't i couldn't explain to you what was going on other than that there were people who were you know considered refugees because they came back into existence right. after the snap and there was something about trying to get back to their homes or like there were border issues. Like I was so confused and maybe I, I don't want to say that I'm dumb, but like, I just didn't understand what the heck was going on. I am very excited that Sam Wilson is captain America. And I, I do love the show's exploration of social issues and race. Incredible. I love that. But in terms of like the overall story, mm-hmm. I felt like some of the social issue stuff was just like lip service and they didn't really Sink no, I mean, teeth like they could have done better. Much. Yeah, I, yeah I, they could have like, done better. You could have sank your teeth into a little bit more, but uh, you know, right. um, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. I would say that was probably. I would almost say it's Loki, Wandavision, then Falcon, Winter Soldier mm. for me, and but the, and a mix of Same. that is also because I don't. I think Wandavision. What and this is like I do think what's interesting across all of the shows a little bit, but probably more so with Wandavision and Loki. You have two characters. I think one thing it's like, these are two characters that, you know, maybe we don't, I mean, we know a little bit about each of them. One division I think was really interesting because I, she has been a somewhat background character to me. Right. What I love is that one division or sorry, not one division, just wander herself, the star Scarlet, Witch. she's like the strongest, mm-hmm. honestly, out of like, I think at this moment, I would say that she is the strongest, like that exists out of all of the heroes because of her powers being Scarlet, Witch. And, but what I, what I loved the most about that show is how it explored grief and loss. And I think the timing of it coming out during a pandemic, when we have dealt with so much grief and loss, there's a lot of existential questions that we're asking yourselves. That was great. Loki's kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know there's a lot of other layers to Loki, but Loki is also dealing with like loss of self because he's like, Okay, I can't even go back to my own timeline anymore. A lot of like identity crisis, like grief going on. Yeah. Like, what am I? Who am I? What is a Loki? Those kinds of questions. Love, kind of almost like Girl in the Red Scarf. Like, you know, what is love? Because he is starting to really love someone, even though it's technically himself. Right. That's fascinating. And then also just like the whole show, exploring like time. And like the impact of time. I just, I thought it was incredible. And I also think the reason it's such a good show, they, they obviously had to be lining this up for the big villain reveal that is in the final episode. Right. Like that's this. Which sh- doesn't that's disappoint. Why like, yeah. It doesn't disappoint. Yeah. Cause you were like, oh, I was going to, you're like, they, they won't do that. will be another Loki variant behind it all. And they're like, okay, did. No, it's Jonathan majors yeah. being the most incredible King, the conqueror. Like, just incredible. So I'm I'm excited about because mm-hmm. there's a second season already coming. Right. We already know that, we already know that that's 
where I don't think the other shows have not confirmed. Well, Falcon and Winter Soldier probably won't get one because they're doing Captain America 4. So, well, right, right, right. That'll so that'll be, be there, yeah. theirs. Um, and I don't know what WandaVision would WandaVision, have. Well, they put WandaVision up uh, for Emmy for uh, limited series. So, so it's probably that's it. Yeah. So then Loki is what we get. But I'm excited that that is going to lead to something else. And I'm just excited to see loki continue through this and like obviously kang the conqueror is like an incredible villain and he's going to be i think he's going to be in the ant-man film that's coming yeah, yeah, out yep. quantum mania uh, so it'll probably be yes. a, a different variant of himself and oh knows? god a more terrifying yeah. one that's for sure uh but yeah i'm i'm i loved it that so that would definitely be like one of my recent binges and i probably am going to binge it again yeah that's the one i'm gonna watch again like i I didn't need to. There's like so many little oh, yeah. well, it's, things. It's fun. It moved like I don't know. Like by the end of like I like what you're saying with the Wandavision with the grief and stuff. But I'm like mm-hmm. it's it had that richness and then wound up being two CGI people throwing light beams at each other in the sky to end. Yeah, it. I'm like I, I understand. I understand. And it was funny because like Shazam made the joke about that stuff and then they went and played it for serious. Yep. I was like, yeah, all right, all right. Uh, but I, you know, I overall liked it, but I was like seeing these things and, uh, but yeah, the Loki, like, I just like to look at, like, it's like a, I'll pause it and just be like, the background Oh, I really cool. love the style for Loki. I was like, I'm like into games like Fallout and stuff. It had a very retro kind of feel that I was into. And the fact that like Tom Hiddleston's Loki for like 99% of it is not in his low-key attire he's just like mm-hmm. dressed in like some slacks and a shirt it's hilarious because it's cheaper to make that way i think that's part of <laughs> part of why you put him that way you oh know, probably you, you but get, to... that's gonna be the easiest halloween costume i oh, swear at, at the loki's dominated the convention i was at um, that's good all the variants all the out. variants we had president loki just like all sorts of there's awesome. normally a lot of loki's he's a very popular one but loki's were up harley quinn's were down deadpool's were down <laughs> But yeah, Loki's. I mean, I, I'm 100% being a Loki for Halloween this year, 100%. So they have they have got me on the marketing there. 100%. Awesome. You gonna be alligator Loki? Is that? What? You know, I considered it. Mm-hmm. That would be a fun because I would just get an alligator onesie. But I think I'm gonna be President Loki. Oh, there you the go. The one that gets his hand bitten off. Yes. By the alligator. I love his outfit. He's got like a little like vote patch and everything. That's. Perfect. Yes. I'm going to be President Loki, I think, 100%. I can't wait. Take pictures. I will. Don't worry. It'll be, or, you know, I could, if I was really ambitious, I would change throughout Halloween. I would just be different variants. Oh, that's like, cool. I, I could do that if I was really ambitious, but more likely I'll be President Loki and I'll just get a little alligator doll. There you go. <laughs> and I'll have my little alligator Loki with Perfect. me. Perfect. I like it. I like it. Okay. Well, that'll do it for today. Sharare. What a conversation we had. I was <laughs> awesome on the girl with the red scarf. Like, this is why you're here. <laughs> so, <Thank> you. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but before we call it quits for today, uh, let people know where they can keep up with you and your happenings. Honestly, just find me in the Twitterverse um, at Sharare Drury. You can uh, find me there, DM me there, um, send me alligator Loki gifs. All good. All right. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. Written work at WeisterBlue.com. There's more from the Brandon Peters Show this week. But until then, always remember to keep your uh, keep the positivity in your online film chatter. Thank you for listening. 
The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetersshow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. 